0: y sabes que me pongo ella. No somos nada, no, pero estamos envueltos hace rato Whatsapp sin el retrato No guardo mi contacto Pero se la saco Dos tragos y sabes que What's wow. good? What's good? What's good, Jordan? How you feeling, bro? What's
1: well, good, man? I'm feeling good. My dog is feeling good, too. He says what's up.
0: What's going hey. on, Coda? <laughs> what's up, Coda? Long time no see, bud. Yeah. Dude, I took my dog to the city on the train for the first time ever. She did so good, man. I'm so proud. I feel like this is what it's like to have uh, to be a parent.
1: <laughs> Taking you your kid out in the wild and be like, look at my kid, look at how well behaved it is. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Look, at everyone's giving you like, oh, she's so good. I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. a good dad.
1: Yeah. Of course you are. Yeah. Do we got to have Naz and Coda run around together? They haven't played together since they're what, like, probably like 30, 40 pounds. <laughs>
0: yeah. They're tiny puppies, tiny, tiny puppies. How much bro. does Naz weigh now? She's 67 pounds.
1: No way, that's it?
0: Yeah.
1: Bro, Coda's pushing 80. Damn. Like, he doesn't look at either. That's the crazy part. Like, he's long, but like, he is solid. <laughs> <laughs> he's solid. We don't want to mess with that guy. Yeah, we
0: wouldn't know. Uh, the vet told me that she needed to lose weight. I'm like, no, nah, she's just muscular. Like she's not like fat. She's just-
1: I, yeah. I thought she'd be more, bro. Like like, hold up, 80, 90, I don't know,
0: hundred pounds. <laughs> no, bro, that'd be scary. I wouldn't be able to.
1: <laughs> scary ass dog like that.
0: Well, oh, man, dude! Did Bad Bunny's album drops. Shout out Bad Bunny for uh, hosting the intro uh, today. Did you catch? Uh, did you catch the album yet?
1: I have not. I have not listened to it. Have you?
0: I uh yeah i've been jamming to it this morning first impressions uh solid very very solid It there's definitely um the perreo intenso fully activated for the summer (laughs) for sure
1: for summer yeah he's smart he dropped that album right in time yeah vibes it was
0: it was good how was your week bro how was your uh trading week
1: it was good it was good i uh i broke my trading plan (laughs) Hey. <laughs> but it was good I it. it was like a lesson um, I was experimenting this week with some new um, Methods and strategies Because I've been missing a lot of moves I've been like watching them, analyzing them But just not, like not being able to execute Not being able to get in um, So I was taking, being a little more aggressive this week Documenting it all Took some losses um, But overall I'm glad I did that You know, journaled it And excited to just get more data on Some newer things I'm working on So it's been a good week how about
0: yours? Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, I got clapped. Got clapped.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, FOMC or before that?
0: No, before that. Actually, yeah. M- Monday and Tuesday were just bad. They were just bad. Um, I, the, I trade mainly indices in the morning. And so my thing is like, I just get, I think I get too excited too early in the week. That's, that was my my reflection mm-hmm. for this week. Um, this morning, I didn't trade and I was just reflecting. I was watching the market, but I was just reflecting on like my decisions throughout the week. And I think that was one of them. I was just like, I get too eager in the beginning yeah. of the week where I feel almost overconfident um, and it causes very, very, very avoidable mistakes.
1: Right. Dude, I, I struggle with being like in the middle because with me, I think maybe you relate to this. Maybe not, but... I was looking at my journal. I took four trades in the past four weeks. Right. And I'm like, okay, like I was being very conservative. Right. And so I find myself either like that, where I'm like not taking enough trades, you know, I'm like holding myself back versus then to this week, bro, I took four trades in one day. (laughs) So it's like, I find myself being on both sides of the spectrum. It's like, Trying to like narrow that in though and balance it in, hone it in. You know, that's always the work in progress because it's like you understand the conservative side, understand the aggressive side, and just learning the checks and balances of each and when what's appropriate and what time. Because sometimes it's appropriate to be aggressive, and yeah. sometimes it's more appropriate to be conservative, just like finding that balance.
0: Yeah, there was, there was something that I feel like I, I had to overhear um, this past couple of days. I've been hanging out with uh, Mike and Nancy, had the blessing of their presence. And um, Nancy was like super diving deep into like when somebody starts trading. The number one thing that they need to focus on is capital preservation uh, and then risk reward. And I think that that's like so overlooked that it's trading is like everybody wants to make money in trading or in investing in general but it's like they're so they're they're, they're the preservation of the capital this morning I was talking to a doctor who's been trading options he said for a year and a half um, or something like that but he hasn't made any money and as a matter of fact it's been losing money and it's because everybody's just looking to make make and make and make and make and they forget the preserve side of it and I feel like I'm guilty of that too where I've I've came into the week or into the month or into the quarter like let's go! I'm about to crush it, no. and because of that over excitement, I actually go backwards instead of going forwards. Um, yeah, I need to work more on the psychology, emotion, less emotion. That's what I love of
1: it. trading though, because like. It brings all these things up in you, like your discipline, like your eagerness, like your go-getting, like how do you face obstacles? How do you face defeat? Like what is your coming back with that? You could come back there with like, I'm gonna get it now, or you can take the step back, analyze, like redecide, like reapproach. You know, and like I think with trading, yeah, it's it's always that thing with money that is like especially when you're around other people, you know. Yeah. That adds another dynamic to it that makes it a way um difficult because let's be real i mean one and a half years of trading for that guy that you're talking about with no profits that's that's i'd say that's normal you know like for the average person not everybody's mike navrat who goes like six months to zero to a hundred you know so it's like but i mean let's be real how long did it take you to make like would you say to be like profitable and consistently profitable like confident at least
0: I mean, I was profitable the first couple of days, which was bad because I got overconfident, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like,
1: but I mean, like, you know what I mean. But like, you're actually like pulling market money from the markets like consistently, like how long did it take you to get to that point? Because three years, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly the same. Like even longer for me, maybe even like you know, like probably I this last year was good for me for sure. It's my first good year. Yeah, and I've been doing it for four yeah. years now. So yeah, same three years. Like three years. So like yeah, <laughs> it's not a skill set that's easily acquired.
0: Yeah. It's easy to learn. It's hard to master.
1: Facts. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Why would you say what, what makes it difficult to master for you?
0: Emotions, man. Emotions, emotions. I've, I've, I, I tend to look at things. Um, I tend to be good at a lot of things that I start and, and, and then I get overly confident at that, at those things. And then I, I kind of get comfortable with whatever it is that i'm doing and so it, down, it takes a downfall mm-hmm. to to it you know um it's funny that we're mentioning this because i this morning i was I, I pulled out my notebooks my like my notes and journals from like 2017 2018 mm-hmm. 2019 um and there was a couple points and like a couple like just like you ever just journal, right? Just randomly when you're just like thinking about something, you got to get stuff out of your head. And I found a couple of those in this little, this literal conversation that we're having right now was a conversation that I was having with myself in 2017, September. I read it September 20th, 2017. I was having this conversation of like, yo, I've been, I've been slacking because I got so confident that I've been slacking. And it was and not just in trading. It was just like in, in life in general, it's so interesting, but that has been the hardest thing for me is, the emotional wave and the psychology being not not um not like overly inspired to do well, but also not get down on myself when I'm not doing well. Trading confidence when it's at all time highs is amazing, but it also like you it goes you, to the lows. <laughs> it goes way low, man. It's like <laughs> super, super
1: low. It's a roller coaster. Yeah, for me, same thing. I relate to that 100. percent My dog's chewing attack. And <laughs> drive that from him. Um but for me, it's like expectations, bro. Like that's the difficult thing. I think the most difficult thing for me to manage and has been in trading is expectations. Because same thing I, with you, I profited right away in trading and instantly created expectations. Yeah. Right. And those expectations of okay, this is how it's gonna be. This is how much I'm gonna make at this time. And you know, by this compound effect, this compound plan, you know, I was the one that created that little compound journal. Everyone likes to show everyone. Like, I was like, I was doing that, bro. In 2017. I made that shit like 2018. I'm like, all right, bro, if I can do 5% like I did today, every single day, what am I going to make, you know? And I'm like, I get that perfect little plan in my head of how it's going to be and how it has to be. And then like, obviously it does never goes to plan, you know, and like just managing that and managing my expectations, of that. that's been difficult for me. But learning, learning, still learning, always learning every single day, still having breakthroughs, you know, watching go live, especially hearing just the emotional side of trade management, risk management, you know, and emotional management and how to how to not have those highs and lows when your plan doesn't go to plan. You know, it's like, are you going to get all freaking bummed up? Fuck the plan. It's not working anymore. Is it? <laughs> you know, because i okay. I've been there. How many different plan- trading plans have I come up with and then like started them? not follow through with them and stuff like that. Like that's a whole process in itself too. But yeah, I, love where, I think I love where this conversation is going. Cause it kind of led into like what we were Facts. talking about before this. And it's like, so naturally we just did it because like when you get to those lows I think that's the part that nobody wants to talk about when it comes to trading. Trading is awesome, right? When you are making the money, trade his TP, Bitcoin doubles overnight. Like, you know, it's, it's great. The highs are amazing. And that's, what's so attractive about it. I think for anybody that wants to pursue this type of work, like markets, entrepreneurship, this is the highs, right? But the highs come at the cost of some lows, right? And that's the part that nobody wants to talk about. So now I want to kind of, I want to throw it, I'm going to put you on the spot, throw it back to you, man. Like, where do you, where do you want to take this with, with that? Starting with that segue?
0: I think, I think talking and addressing the lows that, that, Um, people have there's been this uh, you know uh, kind of what inspired this conversation just to give everybody that's listening or watching like a um, narrative I guess Uh, we had talked about with Jordan and I like before this we're like yo let's let's uh, talk about this and then like five minutes ago uh, I, I saw a Instagram post of someone that um, I would say that I look up to in in, in business or in the industry that we're in. Um, and it's talking about mental health, you know, like men's mental health in general. Um, and I think it's such a sensitive topic because going back to what uh, I think it was on the episode that we talked about relationships where you talked about just being vulnerable and communication was, being vulnerable in communication was something that we, men in general need to work on. Um, I think with highs come very low lows. And that's something that I've struggled with my entire life is I, you know, I, not to retell my story, right, but I come from very uh, humble beginnings and then got to experience very abundant life, very, you know, very young. And then it's like that teeter-totter back and forth has been this, the, the, the biggest struggle for me because of the all-time highs emotionally, financially, spiritually, physically, and then, boom, massive, massive, massive draw drawdown, I, I would call it. Um, so emotional and mental health, I think, is a is a very trending topic right now. I think it started with, like, Will Smith hitting the, the guy, Chris Rock, right? And then, um, what was the other guy's name? The other guy that's, on, that's been trending. Johnny, a lot about. Johnny Depp, right? Yeah. Dude, I think everybody struggles with it. I think people, I think everybody knows that they know that everybody gets depressed or anxious, or is somewhat negative. Um, And I think the internet and social media is a big, 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 big reason why I get in my head sometimes about my lows. I I find myself, I was actually telling Angie this um, the other day, I was like, I, I had to set a time limit on my Instagram, because I find myself daydreaming too much about other people's lives, meaning like, this is being super transparent, but like I see like somebody driving a nice car or I love jets. Right. So I see people getting in and out of jets. Right. And I'm like, wow, like I'm thinking like, wow, I'm going to be there one day. And yes, visualization is a big part of it, but not for hours, not to the point where you're using that as a distraction because then it creates anxiety because I'm comparing myself. And I think comparison, comparison is the biggest reason why people um, suffer mental health like the issues, I don't, you know, I don't know if it's an issue, but mental health, yeah, mental health issues because you're comparing your life to other people, just like comparing trading results to somebody else. You know, like you say, yo, I've been trading for six months and I don't have any results. This guy's been trading for two weeks and he flipped his account. It's like, what is going on here? So then you try something different and it actually sets you back even further. You try, oh, let me over leverage or let me take this trades or let me trade Nasdaq with you know a fifty dollar account and it's just like boom, your account goes to nothing and it's tough man it's tough i think uh especially for people that that i mean i think everybody right has social media everybody spends some time on social media i think it's tough because we we're in a society that consumes so 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 much and that consumption leads to comparison and comparison leads to um over
1: yes and then yes. that
0: and then it just, like, fucks you up. It leads you to do nothing, that overstimulation.
1: <laughs> it does. Because, like, all that, all this abundance of information that's out there, like, so much information is out there and so much that we never had before. And it's, this is not natural to me for brains to have all this access to all these people's inner lives of, like, I'm hanging out with this person doing this. And then you can see they're hanging out with them doing that. And then you can see they're doing that on their story. You can literally follow them around all day long if you want to. And you watch all these people's stories. And like like you said, it's the comparison. And then really it's like when you start judging, you know, because yeah. like comparison is creates judgment, right. And you either create, it doesn't matter what you're judging. You're judging somebody else. It's like, wow, they got that. Cause this, or, you know, if you're judging other things in the world around you, guess what? You start judging yourself. Yeah. And like for me, that's where I know like my mental health and my depression comes in. It's like, dude, like I get in that negative tired of judging myself. Like, it's just like that voice inside your head that just tells you that you're not good enough. Right. We all know it's like easy in certain mental states to be like, yeah, of course that's not a real duh. But like sometimes, yeah, you're alone. You're isolated. You're scrolling. Like, bro, you don't even realize what you're doing. It's unconscious behavior because we were given these tools of great freedom and great access and great reach yes you can connect with anybody in the world develop relationships I have a great I've used the internet and social media to great my benefit right but at the same time it's like we didn't understand the negative consequences of these things like we were just those kids were the first people on there like just living our lives like communicating on there and like not realizing the downside like you said of being on the internet all the time like what that can do because that means you're not here you're not present you're not in this body in this world dude and like it's crazy to me because all it would take is just a flip of a switch and so many people i think would be so fucked up myself included bro, like, yeah, bro. for real, for real. <laughs> well, how do we socialize bro what do we like how do you connect like because like social media has made us so much more connected virtually but i feel like so much more de and so much more isolated physically
0: yeah, it sucks, man. I, that I I genuinely think that Instagram and Facebook have been the biggest reason why people have mental health um, that struggle with mental health stability. I don't even call it an issue, right? Because I have found myself that like, when I get when I get, and I don't like to say this, I don't think anybody does, right? But I think everybody goes through this phase of like, depression, right? Or anxiety. I don't like saying that, because I used to say like, oh, people, depression is a choice. And yeah, to an extent it is, right? Because you choose your feelings, you choose your thoughts, and thoughts lead to emotions, emotions lead to actions, right? But I think people do get depressed. I think there is some sort of something that happens in people's life that causes negative emotions, negative thoughts, which lead to negative emotions. And then the easiest thing to go to is comfort, comfort food, comfort people, right? If you're a man or a woman, you choose the opposite sex, you hit them up, right? Just because you, you feel like some sort of physical touch is going to fix that, or you go to Instagram, or you you, know, you go swipe right on Tinder, um, you go to Facebook and people don't focus on like the root. They're just focusing on, it's like a drug, you know, it's like you, if you're messed up, you're just, it's like you have a headache because you're dehydrated and you don't drink water. You pop a Tylenol, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's kind of like that, that, that's how I've realized. That's how I caught myself doing those things is when I get into like this low, and It doesn't happen as much anymore. Now because I'm aware of my, I'm much more aware of my thoughts now. But perspective
1: it, it, too. Because like, yeah, you, I agree with you that like, there is nobody on earth that doesn't experience in relative comparison to previous states of mind, low states of mind. It is just how worth works, like frequencies, they vibrate high and low. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, I think I had to add this in there. It's like, it's your perspective of it. It's like, do you see those lows as like progressive higher lows in going towards a goal? If you have an aim and a means and you're working towards something, hopefully yes. But I think we have to touch on that because that's helped me so much in just overcoming this stability issue, you know, of emotions of state of mind is having that aim and focus. But yeah, I mean, the people who like, if you see it, it's just one way to just labeling it. That's why I found like all mental illness and all like this sort of topic is like, your mind is such a good tool, but it can also be, you can also use it against yourself by trying to label your condition. Like, oh, yeah. I'm depressed. So now That's I'm amazing. because I'm depressed, it's a justification. It's a belief system you've not just created for yourself that like, you will always fall back into or you say something else about yourself, whatever you want to call yourself. Those kind of labels, I swear like if you wanted to, you could label every single person in the world as a mental illness. And if you get them to believe it, that, you know, that's, that's my point is like, that's the game over. It's like, you that's believe, what, you believe what you believe in mental illness, you believe you're healthier, you believe you're sick and you have to make that choice. Like that's if facts. you experience the instability, which we've all have, you have to make the choice. I mean, what are some of the things that you've kind of made choices on or like done to like help your instability?
0: Dude, that dude. I don't, I deleted social media off my phone. Like <laughs> nice. for real, like yeah. I won't delete the account. I'll just take the app off my phone. Okay. Because it's instant grat- dude. And to me, instant gratification has been um, the reason why I fall into these negative states, you know, uh, because when I feel like I, I'm not getting results right away, I feel like I'm actually not where I'm supposed to be. I'm my biggest, biggest critic. So like, I'm my own. It's all perception, right? I'm the only reason why I get into these negative states. Um, and again, it doesn't happen very often at all anymore. Because I'm now aware of, of that. Um, but first thing has been just taking, taking the app off my phone, you know, like restricting myself physically from, from whatever takes my mind into comparison or into uh, judgment of myself. Um, that's been, that's been the first one. Another thing too is like growing spiritually, you know, like, um, I've been, uh, and we talked about this, right. I've been on the journey for a little minute now of just like finding a good and a close relationship with God. So like, I feel like being vulnerable to source is important. Um, whenever you feel like something is not going your, your way or your direction, um, just being vulnerable to, to source because that you, and then asking for a sign you know praying i think is important whatever however you do it or where everybody does it those are like kind of like my two things but then the third one is going outside bro oh yeah <laughs> as simple that. as that sounds like yeah. I'm, i love my dog because like she makes me go outside and mean, you know, <laughs> during, during quarantine bro like during during covid like there was no going outside at all like i was stuck in hot inside all day even the year after right i got her last i got her yeah i got her last year so even last year like you know, I was out more. I noticed, like, oh wow, the sun makes me happy. Huh? Mm-hmm. Ha! What, what a coincidence. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I think a lot of people are stuck inside. They they sit. They go home. They go to work, or they they wake up. They go to work. Then they come home, and then they're at work. They maybe go to the grocery store, and then they go watch a little TV. Go to sleep.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's like the same routine. They don't ever go outside, enjoy themselves, physical activity, stuff like that. Um. Yeah, just simple simple stuff. You know. What about you?
1: Yeah. Yeah, lots of things like just like the daily maintenance of the mind and the spirit, you know, meditating, reading, Um, you know, I'm not, the, I'm not extremely, extremely disciplined on those things as I would like to be, you know, but the older I get, the better I get with that, you know, the older I get, the more I do those things, the more enjoyable I find them as well, you know, they used to become, they used to be chores, like things I had to do, because I know they were like, good for me, but generally now i'm like taking my time just releasing and detaching from like the you have to do this jordan this is like would you want to do that that seems like it would help out yeah yeah that's a good idea you know like and yeah things like that and then like the biggest thing runs just like for me it's just like having that overarching like goal like having that purpose in life because dude that's the thing i found myself not having for such a long time that makes it fucking difficult to like you know get up give a fuck like yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, because you don't have that
1: you're like whatever man doesn't matter doesn't yeah. matter just rolling with this shit so yeah having that man It's like and constantly redefining that like focusing more and more and more on that building that you know for me that's just like starting a family having that uh that responsibility as a father like that's something that I've it's impacted me a lot in my life, which is my relationships with that growing up as a kid, how much it like molded me into the person I am today. So like that's my big thing I want to do going forward. So yeah, having that vision in my head and reminding myself of that like, okay, are my actions to date in align with that, you know, or like or what I'm doing with that. And that can snap me out pretty quick, you know. It's like you're feeling like shit. It's like, well, what about that big important thing? You know? Yeah that's that's the thing for me that kicks me in the butt that like you know but of course we all go through it and then that just the other thing is just like when you know you're in it and you're recognizing you're aware of it it's like yep snapping yourself out of the perspective that you're depressed or that you're in a downward spiral and it's just like being patient with yourself or like kind of releasing detaching like you said connecting the spirit um not imposing things on yourself that you have to do being nice to yourself bro because <laughs> sometimes i think it's like there's always that attitude of like to to, to change or to do things you have to be that swiss kick in the ass like mentality of like this is how you fix it you put someone on their fucking ass and they figure it out right it's like well yeah that approach works in certain situations but not all of them you know so it's like if you want to do that to yourself all the time for your whole life it might be pretty difficult i've i used to be like that to myself so it's like being easier with myself for sure has been a, a huge help huge help in my mental health
0: do you think it's easier for for women to cope with like um mental health than than we're like to better their mental health i guess than it is for men too
1: um that's a i i'm not sure which like what we're entirely asking like I, I think that's an interesting point which is like feminism and masculinism right now especially like things that are going on but
0: like like for example let's say that okay perfect example right two two couples right they both split and in one scenario the the man is heartbroken and the other scenario the woman is heartbroken who is it easier who from for whom is it easier to deal with that do you think
1: oh i don't i don't know if there's an answer to that one (laughs) i don't think there is because like that's I can play it from the point of view of my point of view as being a man, right? It's like, you know, I think when a man really gets like heartbroken, you know, it's like they they can harden up, you know, happen to me, <laughs> like, you know, you harden up, you're like, hey, man, everyone do that to me, <laughs> <laughs> you can't, know I mean? like, and then like the next one, it becomes the process of like reopening up because like, yeah, man, everyone deals with it different. I can't speak on how women deal with it, but I find that women... From my perspective, it looks like it's easier for them, <laughs> you know? but that could that could also be entirely not true. If you ask one of them, you know, I couldn't couldn't ask Yeah, we need what women. do you what do you think
0: on the, that? I mean, I mean, I was thinking women because women, I feel like, are a little bit more vulnerable than men. Like, um, yeah. not I don't easily talk about things that I'm ta- that I'm thinking or feeling, you know. So, and I feel like women do. I feel like women are okay with telling each other like what happens the night before mm. like tomorrow morning all you know? details too yeah and to you know me was, it's, like, no. you
1: know it's like you i was telling angie about it's like we know what men do we objectify things we just do like everything but we paint it into like simple the simple little boxes put it in yeah. metaphors and it's like i told her like you know what i don't know i'm the spitball in here so don't hate me women but like Men, we do not mean to objectify women. It's just kind of how we are. We just like to make things simple, easy, yeah. right? And so it's like what we do with our emotions and our feelings. It's like we objectify them. You know, like talk about them in vivid color because it's like, it's easier just to be like, yeah, it was just like that, you know? Just yeah. Like, <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah, that was no big deal, bro. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then, you know, it's funny is because you go to your friends that you know are going to agree with you. Mm-hmm. And to whatever it is that you just are justifying uh-huh. in your own head, so yeah. that you get the double justification that it's not a big deal, uh-huh. and then you're like,
1: oh yeah, forget it, you know, it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, No big deal, man. Like, what's yeah, fun? <laughs> why are you tripping, bro?
0: Yeah. It's so interesting. It's just,
1: that, it's just that thing we objectified it into. It's just that simple little box that's that's not a big deal don't worry about that box man
0: <laughs> yeah and then you just put it away to the side put it in the corner you know yeah. i say like i think i mentioned this uh i don't remember if we were recording why i mentioned this but like women's brain are like wires you know it's just like interconnected and everything that they think about is just like they're able to piece everything together and then men's brains are like buckets it's like everything is sectioned out so like, we're thinking yeah. about cats we only thinking about cats but <laughs> thinking about cats like women are thinking about cats and the one cat they saw 13 years ago during the summer at their friend's house when they were wearing this. And it's just like, how do you remember that? You know? So it's interesting. Well, I had, um, I had a question on, on ego, right. Going back to this like men and women things I don't think mental health in general has a lot to do with ego. Um, um do you think that ego is a, like, I'll okay, rephrase the question. How big do you think ego plays in somebody's suffering in mental health?
1: Everything. Like, this is now my brand new. Since the second you asked that question, i just more academia. I just like pulled out Eckhart Tolle, um, Deepak Chakra. It's like all these guys talk about is like the fact that your ego needs to compare, it needs to like observe, compare, put labels. This is better than that. I'm better than this. This person is, looks better than this person, you know, and your ego is so thirsty for that sort of like action. You know, that causes you suffering, right? It's the compassion. It's the thief of joy. And it's like the absence of the ego is just presence, which is, has no wow. suffering, has no suffering, you know, like what's, what's going on? What's, what's wrong right now? Like really ask yourself right now, where are you at? Wherever you're listening to this right now, right here, what's wrong? Nothing. We're chilling, baby. Thanks. Right. But your ego, listen to your ego. As soon as you, that question's over, your ego is like, well, I gotta go buy a black shirt i gotta go work out i gotta get some food for a picnic later tonight. you know my ego creates all these problems so like yeah of course 100 ego is really the root of suffering <laughs> like, is the root of mental health and when you have an egocentric society or things about you how you look put yourself on instagram make a video of your face saying this stuff get a bunch of likes get a bunch of comics you know it's like this sort of influencer based economy that we've created now where everyone, you want to, you got to be something, you know, it's like, it really puts that strain mentally. On, I don't think a lot of people,
0: Dude, you know, that's such a big impactful moment for me in my life. When I realized like I have control over my own like projection of what's happening. Right. Because I read the power of now and I realized like ego is something that is it can be used as good and bad. If you let it kind of overpower you, you just kind of flow through it. Cause it's subconscious But when you become aware of it, you can control it and you can choose like, no, this is not who I am. Mm-hmm. This is not what, I, this is not who I'm choosing to be. Um, And it's just so, so blissful, bro.
1: It is. It's, and I think that's the paradigm change we're living in, in the world. It's like, People who are focused on building things based on ego, which the past model, that was successful, bro. Like Michael Jordan's the king of that. Yeah. I'm fucking better than you. Like, that is Michael Jordan, and he was the best. Everyone, I love it. Don't we all love him? He was that dude and he won. He never lost. How could you like can't question him? He's the best. That was the old model the new model is like building of contribution and community with no ego with no i'm the creator of this it's satoshi nakamoto who the f- doesn't take any credit no credit that's the new system it's like build without recognition
0: facts okay here's another question that i i think a lot of i hear this from a lot of people right um shout out to all the people that have the capability of being vulnerable with others, right? I don't know if anybody's ever told you this. I'm sure they have. It's very common how how people address that they're uh-huh. having mental health issues. You're a savage for drinking C4. That stuff makes me jittery, bro. Um,
1: <laughs> anyway,
0: <laughs> anyway, um, feeling lost. I don't know if anybody's ever told you. Like, I just feel lost. Like, I just feel like I'm. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know who I am. Like, have you ever heard that before? Or was really, Yeah. Have you ever been there before? Yeah. Okay. So, what two questions, and I'm going to, I'll answer it myself as well, but throwing it to you, like, how how do you help someone get out of that? Number one. And then how did you get out of that?
1: Hmm. I'm going to throw the fucking super trippy, bro. Where you're always going to be last, bro. What the fuck are we doing here? You never know. Get used to it. Like, you know, and it's like you have to really realize the things that you can't control and things you can't control. That's my answer to that. Because if you focus on the things you can't control, you'll, you'll be lost forever. And guess what? Those things will always be there. <laughs> and that soup will always be saucy <laughs> just learn to swim in it, bro. <laughs> and <then> focus <laughs> on the things that you can control because that will give you direction and like clarity and a sense of control, right? When you, the things you can't control are your daily habits, you know, going to the gym, reading, working out, meditating that's things thing for me when i'm in control of those things and i get those things down i feel great those are things i can control the things i can't control the government the world the bank the federal reserve and you know, all that shit going on i can't control that stuff so if i focus on it like i'm gonna get lost in the fucking south. maybe yeah. so i gave the really real answer of like dude you can't control everything and some things you will always be lost on because a lot of these big metaphysical things bro none of us know what the hell we're doing we're all just here <laughs> trying to figure it out right so anybody that pretends like they do not know, know what's going on they're, they're lying but what about what's your answer to that one
0: dude i when people say that they're lost i, I <laughs> try to be a little comical about it i say well you better find yourself right but um <laughs> I, I think like the it. easiest way to find yourself is to really find out who you're not Ooh. because like for example right for my, my whole life i've been a pretty pretty chubby guy right ever since i Was little, like I've been a pretty chubby guy. And I realized, like, when I'm not physically in good shape, I don't function well. Logically, biologically, right? That's just how it works. If you're fat, you're not going to work well. And I realized like, okay, this is not who I am. So why am I choosing to overeat, you know, to do just stuff that isn't who I am. So like, I think that when somebody like feels this way, like, damn, I'm lost. Like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. You mentioned something super, super important, which was like purpose, right? Like you have found your purpose. That's the most difficult thing to do is find your purpose. But I think a general purpose for everybody listening is just serve, serve people, Mm -hmm. you know? Like if you, if if. The Bible says, you know, when you go to heaven, hopefully, um, God will say, great job, good and faithful servant, right? Like, that's kind of like a general purpose everybody can can task on until that purpose creates a calling. And then your calling is then, you know, kind of, sort of, sort of speak, becomes your purpose. But how I've got out of it is just like kind of what you said, you know. Um, one thing that's helped me out so, so much is a paper and a pen and then just go to town writing what I'm feeling mm-hmm. because because our, I think our brain is so filled with stuff that when we take it out, we are able mm-hmm. to see from the outside looking in and then we, we go and you see, wow, I didn't even realize that I was feeling like this. I didn't even realize that this was something that was happening in my head. You go back and read it and you're like, I feel so much better simply because you it, it was it was occupying. In your it was occupying space, it was occupying real estate in your in your head without any rent. You take it out, boom, you know, it's open. Now you're open to receiving. So I think that's been super, super big for me is like how I've been able to find myself. I feel like I was lost for a while, um, not knowing what I wanted to do with my life, not knowing what I you know. I think everybody, everybody struggles with that, bro. Like there's no class, There's no class for that. There's no book that you can read. That's going to tell you how to live your life where, you know, important decisions, where you're going to live, who you're going to marry. Right. Uh, like what you're going to do for the rest of your life, your career choice, like that shit's hard. And that, and then we go to Instagram and we see everybody flying <laughs> private jets. Right. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect butts. Perfect titties. Like super like, Flex out drippy just like diamonds and it's like wow like i want his life you know i want her life I, I, I want, and then it's like well i'm not here i'm making thirty thousand dollars a year it's like what's happening it's like you just take all that stuff out of your head and then i feel like it something clicks inside your brain when when you feel like you take mm-hmm. yourself out uh i think the psychologist, i don't know who it was but like self-looking glass mm-hmm. you know who i'm talking about no i've, I've not heard them before it's like you take yourself out of like think of your think of you in the corner of the room that you're in right now will looking uh-huh. at, looking at you. It's like and then it's like being aware of that that's like how you can
1: evolve. Yeah, it's it's like yeah getting gaining that perspective, getting outside yourself. I think yeah, the taking the thoughts out of your head and putting them on paper. Brilliant. Like how you put that? Brilliant, bro. It's brilliant.
0: I think that's important for for a lot of people and I think it's tough um a lot of people what inspired this right conversation was uh, the person that is struggling through mental um, mentally is lost somebody, right. Or m- multiple people. So that's a tough one. I know that when I lost a friend in last year, it was tough, man. I was like spiraled down because I'd never experienced death. So sensitive topic here, but like, how would you, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but like how would you cope with that other than knowing death is nothing but transition
1: that's hard man it's really hard i'm not the most qualified person i haven't had i've been blessed i haven't had one um close to me but i have one like on the horizon coming it's like someone really like it's gonna be the hardest challenge in my life honestly it's like already making me emotional thinking about it it's like dude it's like you have to <laughs> it's some ultimate thing so it's such a crazy topic to talk about in this reality because there's not words are yeah. adequate they're they just aren't you know because it's final bro it's like for what we can perceive and say and so you want to put words on it beyond that it's like well bro you're still in the 3d trying to talk about something outside the 3d thanks so i mean yeah for what i'm doing right now with this person i'm just grateful for the time i have with them and the state that they're in you know it's i'm referring to my grandpa he's got alzheimer's it's like I think that's one of the worst fucking things, man. It's like, because physically they're there, but like mentally, spiritually, it's already like a great reduction of who he was. And it's like, at one point is there even like, but yeah, that's, it, it's a, <laughs> Alzheimer's is such a sad thing, yeah. man. I don't want to wish on anybody to like, lose your mind, to lose that, um your, your persona, your personality, but dude, to go through it and like, Experience it honestly. It's it's coming for me. I know it is, and all I'm all I'm thinking about is just like the gratitude, bro, the love, just like what he was, who he is, and how I can like honor that, you know. And that's kind of what ties into my purpose. I want to bring it full circle. I was like, dude, it's the shit that really hurts you, that really fucking stings, that like makes you emotional, and makes you like tear up, seize up. That's the that dude. Your purpose, you're like calling in the world, is hidden in that shit, bro hidden in that shit like anything that fucking fucks you up like (laughs) emotionally dude there's gold there there's gold there you know I know for me and I think about him it's it makes me emotional because my grandpa basically was like my father figure growing up you know and so like losing him is gonna be it's gonna be really tough for me like that was my dude like my original dad bailed on me bro like I had a tough relationship with my second one and so it's like he was my father figure and like losing him. And that's why I want to be such a good dad. Like, that's my only thing. Like, that's my purpose, bro. I was like, I just want to be a fucking awesome dad, you know, like, because I think the world really, really needs that. And I really needed that. So that's, that's what fucking motivates me, excites me is like, that gets me going. And that's why like, that's my take on that, you know, it's like that deep, painful shit, bro. That's where you find the fucking drive and the energy to do some good shit is in that pain. Yeah, but excellent. what about for you, man? Like, how was, how was, how was the experience? I guess I know it was. That's a weird way of putting it. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, but dude, yeah, just walk us through your thoughts and like what you went through, how you got bro,
0: through it. It was tough, man. It was probably the, <clears throat> probably the toughest thing like I've experienced because it's like the number one thing that i'm scared of you know Mm. like like i'm scared to die as crazy as that sounds because i don't know i don't know what happens you know you don't know know what's gonna happen you know um but like i also i also realized that like okay so when i got the call bro i was literally like i also like i was not in a very good position like in any aspect of my life when i got the call and it was so it was so just like crazy because i didn't even know like somebody this guy was my best friend right he he like first first or second friend i ever made since i immigrated to the us like this guy like lived in my neighborhood like i grew up with him first time i ever smoked weed with him like you know just like it was just that homie you know and it was crazy because we were supposed to kick it on saturday and he passed on Tuesday. So yeah, it was nuts. And somebody on Facebook had messaged me a screenshot of his brother posting on his Facebook timeline, letting everybody know that he had passed. And I called his brother. I was like, dude, are you serious? Like, or is he okay? Like, maybe they just haven't found him or like, cause he does some stupid shit. And he's like, no, yeah, it's, you know, so I was like, there's something, there was, there was this feeling in my stomach that felt like I had no guts. Like it felt like there was just an empty body, for like solid like thirty minutes. I just didn't. know. I went inside. I was crying. I told my my brother and sister like they I grew up with them, so like they knew him as well. They just oh, came. Yeah. And they just like hugged me, um, and it was just so tough, bro. the the The, the funeral was very tough. Um, I have never seen a you know somebody somebody's physically there but not there. Um, so that was really really tough. But what what really helped me get through it was understanding that. Somebody may pass, somebody may not be here anymore physically, but they're always here spiritually. Um, He had this little brother, right? And he was adopted. And so his foster is adopted mom. It's a very, very, very good woman. She adopts um, kids whose mothers have had problems with drug addiction. So he had this little brother, right, adopted brother. And he was in this, the whole funeral, bro, he was in such a good mood. And I'm over here like struggling for my life, you know? And he did this little guy. He's just like so happy playing with the basketball. And, you know, I was like shedding a tear and he's just like, don't be sad. He's like, he's right here. And I was like, wow, bro. Like that's, that's deep. So that, that was what helped me the most is that little boy his little brother, right. That was just like, he comprehended something that I couldn't faster than what I could possibly perceive, you know? And I think that was the biggest thing for me is understanding like mentally. And then, you know, what was, what was awesome was that right after that happened, like all of a sudden I just kind of, sh- I, I I surrendered. That was like uh, the second step to my like spiritual journey. I like surrendered to like source and i was like yo like help me out here because now this is probably the worst thing that could have happened after you know and this was last year you know so we're talking about mental health like i'm doing so much better than i was a year ago yeah a year ago he passed in june passed in june yeah so a year ago late june crazy um but it was just like that surrender and then right after that just things just started kind of clicking for me you know like everything just started doing really really good so i think for anybody that's lost or you know is kind of coping with that it's just like understanding that surrender uh, surrender number one is 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 bliss because suffering is self-inflicted um mm-hmm. and then number two like sensitive sense sensitive topic but like death is nothing but a transition but practice said death and death birth and death are the same thing yeah she, just in she, just in a different um
1: yeah you know transfer of consciousness from one reality to another yeah,
0: but it's tough, man. Because I think that a lot of people aren't okay with talking about things like this, and you know, um, men and women that grow up, boys and girls that grow up, grow up neglected, end up finding whatever neglect or end up searching for whatever neglect they lacked in childhood, and then that's what makes them weak, and 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 um, that so that's what puts people through. Tough mental mental tough situations is that they go look as young adults, we go look for things that we were missing in our childhood. Yeah. And so that and so that causes inst mental instability because, <laughs> because you're like, well, I wanted that and I got it, but it actually set me back further than what I was.
1: <laughs> yeah. dude That's a yeah, journey of your 20s, man. It's like discovering yourself. I like the way you put it, figuring out who you're not. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I had a, I was just thinking about this the whole time. You're talking about that. And that was, bro, my hairs were standing up. Um, but the night is darkest before the dawn. Facts.
0: Yeah. Something that you said too like, you don't learn anything in comfort. Everything is, everything. Pain. Yeah. Sucks. Pain. That's it's why you get huge. Sucks, you know? but-
1: Dude, but it's at the same time, now we can flip this whole conversation because, bro, this is one thing I've fucking learned and developed and it's, oh, man, it gets me fucking going because, dude, pain. The more fucking pain you take, the more pain you can withstand, that just, to me, increases your ability to grow. You know? The people who can't take pain don't, aren't able to grow as much, you know, so bro, like, I've been through it, bro man, I mean, haven't we fucking all and it's like <laughs> we could go on and on about stories, you know and sh- sh- shitty things have happened to us but like, bro, at the end of the day, it's like that's the fucking fuel you gotta transfuse that shit, that's the fuel you know, and shit maybe you've been hurting for a long time, bro but guess what you got a lot of fucking fuel to burn then, facts. Because those people, bro, those people that have been buried for a minute, those motherfuckers, you gotta watch out for. It. Facts. So those are the people who are capable of doing anything, man. Yeah,
0: facts. Facts.
1: It's so, all your perspective.
0: As long as you don't give up, because that's so easy to, bro.
1: Mm.
0: Well, yeah, I agree. I think it's a great way to like Ooh. kind of wrap things up, bro. If you give up, it's over. You'll end up homeless, depressed, psychotic. Like, you'll end up in a very, very dark, bad situation in your life. No love, no abundance. Like, it'll just be dark. And mm-hmm. the enemy would have gotten 100% control of you. By the enemy, just like the opposition, right? But if you are able to crawl out of that, because you're right, bro. When, like, you're just at rock bottom, you're like, you know what? Let me get my ass up.
1: Only way is up, baby.
0: And then let me just grind, and then crazy things start happening. You know, it's like all of a sudden zero to a hundred. You know, real just, quick,
1: just a fucking flip of a switch, bro. Like, yeah, a flip of a fucking switch just like sick like of fucking feeling this way. Let
0: That's me, all it takes. Yeah,
1: sick like of fucking feeling like this every damn day.
0: The and guy do finally about t- it. It's like Jim Run says, right? It's the guy finally takes a shotgun to his car. <laughs> yeah. 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 This is, I, this is, I don't want to live like this anymore mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's insane man it's like that moment I'm that hot. one day when, when you're just like this is it i'm sick and tired of being sick and tired let me get my ass to work boom and that's what happens and i think everybody has that ability to do that not live as a victim but be as a victor you know mm-hmm. versus like i'm not gonna let these circumstances these situations fuck me over i'm gonna get up and i'm gonna run it
1: real shit man
0: I run the play it's a sensitive topic bro and it's like kind of tough to talk about without getting like personal and just like vulnerable about it which mm-hmm. um, i think is super important but i think for anybody that did tune in right it's uh it's important to know that everybody goes through their shit regardless of uh, instagram is just the resume it's the sexiest resume <laughs> that you will ever see for people and it's not nearly Life is not nearly <laughs> like not even that. Close. Not not even even close. close. <laughs> yeah. Even the most perfect person, even Kim Kardashians, right? Kardashians. I bet you she's going through some shit, you know, even though it might look like she's
1: that's what I'm saying, man. At the end of the day, you could have everything, bro. I right, saw so Chris Rock and Johnny Depp just proved to the world it's like you could have everything bro the movie contracts, the cars, the houses, the model wives, the red carpets everybody in the world knows who you are, everybody loves you but if you ain't right inside here first none of that matters man, none of that matters because that inner peace bro, that inner like we're good that ain't right bro, nothing else matters, you gotta get that right first, you know
0: Facts. to wrap it up bro, two to either book, uh podcast, uh resource that people can use to work on
1: themselves. to power of to- now, the power of now, Eckhart Tolle. the the dude, dude, the that book. It's that book, bro. It is that book for me. Yeah, that's the most powerful and transformative book I ever read. I gotta reread it now because it's like yeah, <laughs> we just literally this whole conversation was like really on point with that book, and then I'll put out um four agreements oh yeah that's good yeah those two what about you man um um
0: i would say breaking the habit of being yourself oh
1: that one's like
0: the guide step by step yeah joda spenza is very technical with it um and then shit man i don't have to say the bible i don't read it i haven't read it right (laughs) Uh, well i haven't read it cover to cover but from the parts that i have read i've read like five or six books total um but i but i annotated study it you know it's got some bars in there you know it's uh it's a great book jim Rohn says it too man shout out jim Rohn. he's a beast Mm -hmm. um he he the great the bible is a great way to to it's like a great manual you know, for four things. It's been around for hundreds and thousands of years. So it's a good way to kind of like start connecting and, and, and surrendering. It's helped me a lot, just like little verses, maybe three, four words, you know, that people tattoo worthy on their body, but that's, what's so impactful. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's,
1: yeah. that's the, that's the, like the very simple things. I'm gonna just throw this in there. If you want the fucking full send crazy, like <laughs> go move to a foreign country. That's it. Damn. <laughs> that will fucking change your mental health forever, in a good way, trust me. Done it a few times. It's, it's pretty pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I got to do that. I'm going to move to Mexico. Shit. This podcast makes the- me want to do stuff, bro. Like last
1: week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saving, bro, that's why I got to go to the gym now. Like every time I'm off this podcast too, I'm like, bro, I can go lift the freaking <laughs> world. Yeah,
0: flex. I love it, bro. I love it. Well, thanks for showing up again, bro. I appreciate you. Much love to you, bro. Um, We're going to run it up next week. Love
1: to our audience, man. Love you guys. Appreciate all you guys' support.
0: Facts. Much love to you guys. Next week, we got some saucy coconut. We got a special guest. Not going to tell you who it is, but uh, tune in next week for another saucy, saucy episode of Public Comments.